Hi, I'm Jackie Collins, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shawquin, and you're going to have a good time. I went to a marvelous party. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. Actually, there's a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, we're going to no, no. no. take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Wright. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show's livecast for March 15th, 2015. And tonight we will not be revealing that a few days before my actual birthday, Larry Flint, the owner and editor of Hustler magazine, was shot and confined <gasps> to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Happy birthday. I know, because if we revealed Larry Flint was shot just a few days before I was born, then you'd be able to do the math and figure out how... Oh, wait... Oh. Shit! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> we will also have no comment on the persistent rumors that the Civil War will be covered in my memoir, Christopher. For the record, I did not date Ulysses S. Grant, and I have never been to Appomattox. Christopher. <laughs> But that is all we are going to say about it. I don't even know where Appomattox is. We will not be commenting on the fact that contrary to what Eric mistakenly asserted earlier this week, hmm, was I it? was not born the same year Jaws was released. Hmm, is that true? I was born way later. Really? Like when Jaws 2 was released, oh. which was like three years later. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh -huh. Three yeah. whole uh, years. That, that really makes all the difference. That puts you back to, into your early 20s. <clears throat> Stick to the script. We Rich. will say that I am not older than Dirt, Rocks, The Hills, or Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Christopher. But while I can remember a time before personal computers, cell phones, the internet, and more than three television networks, 
that was A, not that long ago, and B, not proof that I got my start in the talkies. And before you bring it up again, we will not discuss those production stills from the silent version of Ben-Hur, except to say that the fact that I have that same hat is just a coincidence and I don't look anything like her, Christopher. Uh As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. We'll see. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. This is Brock and Basha. And I'm Basha. And we're just called to wish Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn Happy Birthday! Best wishes. To you both and your old dinner party show. Hi, I'm Lyle Johnson. And I'm called Wood. And we're two gay Christians with... Two snaps for Jesus. And we are calling on the good Lord to rain blessings and protections from hellfire down upon the mutual birthdays of Mr. Christopher Rice and Mr. Eric Shaw Quinn. That's right. A happiest of birthdays to two fine, proud gay men whose opinions are as big as their need to constantly remind people they live in Hollywood. Or as they like to call it, the Sunset Strip. Because God forbid people think they live in a part of town that doesn't have rents more than most working people can afford. That's right. Happy birthday, Christopher. And happy birthday, Eric. May the light of Christ shine down upon your advancing years. Amen. This is Twan, formerly Queen of the Stars. Just one more thing. Christopher Rath and Eric Shaw Quinn took from me when they fired me from their alleged show. I just wanted to call and tell you that as a Pisces, 2015 will be my year. With Jupiter in Virgo, my opposite, and a potent Pisces solar eclipse on the 20th, I will have all the power I need to go it on my own, even as I exude the attraction to bring positive partnerships into my life romantically and professionally. In short, Christopher and Eric, I'd like to tell you to watch out for the stars, but you're both Pisces, too, so all I can say is, hope you have happy birthdays. Yeah, give me a great icy and two quick picks. Call me. <laughs> the fuck? Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Chris Price. Are you done with that cake, Eric? And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and I was just wiping just a little bit out of Wipe the corner of my Wipe some more in front of the microphone. Wipe some more. Yeah, that's a great sound. Everyone at home loves the sound of you wiping your mouth. If you haven't noticed, it's our fucking birthday special here on the Dinner Party Show. We, we, we've really been, you know, low-key We've been it. really shy about our birthdays. <laughs> we didn't want to make any... I actually made that decision a long time ago when I was, I don't know, in my 20s or something. I didn't tell anybody that my birthday was coming up, and so nobody did anything or said happy birthday, and I was all sad and mopey all day working down at Target. And uh, then it dawned on me, well, you didn't tell anyone it was your birthday, you moron. So how would they know? (laughs) So now it's like if I could take out a full-page ad in the New York Times, although that might be a great place to keep it a secret these days. Oh. um, You know, but, like, get it out there. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody that it's your birthday if you want people to tell you Well, and now we have Facebook, and speaking of Facebook... 
There was apparently a lot of confusion this week among people who know us that your birthday was on Wednesday. I wonder when in how fact that confusion could birth- have been created. I don't understand this accusation. How did I create all this confusion? <laughs> I don't. The, the lovely woman who cleans for us, I have never mentioned my birthday to her ever. I have never said anything about being born in March or being born in general. And she called you at seven in the morning on my birthday and tried to play birthday music for you through the phone. <laughs> And you couldn't hear the music, so you hung up on her because you thought I, it was a prank. I call. thought I thought she would ask dialed me. I thought either her grandchild had gotten hold of the phone or she'd ask dialed yes. me. And so I just hung up. I said, "Miriam, Miriam, Miriam." Yeah. And then when she didn't say anything, <clears throat> I hung up. So she called back. <coughs> you all right there? You had little, a little treat. Little cake went down a the little... Sunday throat. But the reason that they thought that it was my birthday was because you had been posting on Facebook all about our birthdays coming up, and the, all, it was your birthday, and including me in your birthday was just I, so, then everybody thought it was my birthday, I too. I would also point out those posts were about the dinner party show. We were actually trying to get people to call our party line. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying <laughs> that's where everybody got the impression. That's where the daughter actually got. So basically, I think we that's should. That's where she it's got the confused. dinner party show that fucked up your birthday. It's the dinner, and it's the party people. I think it's our listeners and our supporters who screwed up your birthday this year. I hate year. the troops. Is that you want to go with that? <laughs> I hate the troops. <laughs> that's going to be how you come that's, with us. That's a, a 30 Rock joke out there, people, if you didn't Speaking uh, of the that party, episode. people, we have a contest going this week. Since our birthday is really all about you, you yes. get the gifts. It's our birthday, but you get the gifts. And the gift is signed... Copies of books from our our past from guests, our fab, some of our fabulous past guests. Dan here on the Savage, Armistead Mopin, uh, and I'm forgetting the third. Kristen, Kristen Johnson. Johnson, her memoir Guts. We have signed copies maybe of all of some them. Some from that Chris guy. I don't we'll know. I, I got them coming out the fucking closets at the house. The cats are, are practically get rid buried of in backlist. Maybe I'll even throw one in there. Maybe so. You never can maybe tell. So you never can tell. Anyway, so we've got uh, a whole list of a whole bunch of uh, we do. nominees. We do, and our first entry is. From from a, a friend of the dinner party show, Duncan Ballard, oh, who friend. I believe called in from another city, not his own. <laughs> hey, Eric and Christopher. It's hey, Duncan. Duncan from Orange County, currently um, calling you from San Francisco See, and the you. gay old Castro. Uh, happy birthday to you both. Getting older, but but wiser, we all hope. Um, <laughs> I will be bringing or sending you guys some delicious up. confections from Hot Cookie and the Castro. Mm. Um so they sell these wonderful big black chocolate macaroons, um, complete mm. with uh, coconut pubic hair. Oh. So I hope you guys enjoy. There Bye. we are. Ah, there was the inappropriate moment. Saved it right until the end. Do you want to hear my inappropriate story about being a child in the Castro District? Because I was actually born in the Castro District. That's not true. I was born in the East Bay. We moved. I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. I do. We all knew that, Eric right. Shawquin. Go ahead. Um, What's your story, Chris? Uh, the uh, okay. So I was maybe I'm going to say five or six and we were walking up to Castro Street and we were in I it might have been hot cookie we were in some candy shop along Castro Street and there was this nice piece of chocolate kind of on a stick in the window and I said mommy I want that chocolate she said no you can't you can't have that and I was like that's weird because they weren't like that around me in sweets like they weren't you know withholding I said I want that chocolate no Christopher you cannot have that chocolate I was like why can't I have that chocolate because it's shaped like a penis was, well, they actually said that in the story. They, yeah, they really they caved. They're like, Christopher, it is shaped like a penis, and you, we will not allow our young son, as liberal and progressive as we are, to walk down the street chewing on a chocolate penis. 
You're listening to the Dinner Party Show. I think Eric Shaw Quinn has got up. I think up. it's time for your birthday present, oh, Christopher Rice. Oh, fuck. Time for a little on-air birthday oh, presentation. Here's the card. Look at this. Oh, my Lord. It's a, Is it a chocolate penis? Happy birthday. Here's you could hold that up to the microphone. Oh, it's a whole song. It just goes on forever. Oh, my God. Uh, today, every day, you're the star. Hope your day is a blockbuster. Happy birthday to my bestest, bestest friend from your number one fan. Oh, Eric Shaw Quinn, that is so sweet. Thank right? you. And now I'm going to open my present live on the air. I will describe it to everyone. It is a cylindrical... Oh, my fucking God. I can't believe I was telling this story, and it just so happened. I'm just helping you to realize a childhood dream. You Hold have it given up to the me camera. Hold it up. a candy chocolate Turn penis molding so kit. See. Turn it around so that we can act. There yeah, we go. Got it. Ready there to do go. this. There we go. Awesome. Yes, it was discussed here on the Dinner Party Show recently. <laughs> it's the chocolate clona willy kit. <laughs> I am so happy that you gave this to me live so now on the you air. Can it's like it's like Make a Wish Foundation up in here. Your childhood dream of having a chocolate penis is finally realized. Chocolate and sex together, delicious, says the woman yeah! on the tube. Yay! <laughs> Christopher told me that story. Um, on I will post it. Shay, we'll have Shay post a picture of that exciting and touching moment here in the studio in just a second. Um, yes, I would. Christopher told me that story on his actual birthday. Yes, when we absolutely. went to see the Kingsman, which was amazing. It was amazing. We had yeah. so much fun. And he told me that story, and I thought, well, I know what he's getting for his birthday. Well, that's really sweet. And I just want to say, <laughs> in in case you think I'm a dick <laughs> who didn't get Eric Shaw Quinn a birthday present, I did, and it's currently at home with him, hanging on his wall. That's right. I got a new got home theater system. And so for my birthday system. tomorrow, Christopher's coming over, and we're going to watch Exodus Absolutely. on the new TV to kind of put it through its paces. Yeah, you you had a, an old entertainment system, and it was making a ghostly oh whistle. Oh, my God. It was just we terrible noise. Out. It was driving me crazy. Absolutely. And so this is me covering now for not having a chocolate penis mold to give to him live on he the He did, however, show. bring chocolate-covered Bing cherries yes, to the I studio. Did. And Although I brought truffles. I also brought a cake, so I kind of, yeah. But he brought truffles, and Brandon, our wonderful Wonderful sound guy brought me Downton Abbey tea and Christopher an that enormous box lovely. of crispy crispy cream donuts. So we will be cream. so high on sugar by the time tonight's show is that only dogs will be able to and hear the, what we're the, saying. The, the, the best hummingbirds, part, only the, hummingbirds. The best be part about all of this donut. is that it was largely unplanned. I mean, we knew we were doing a birthday special, so I came in in my clothes to go to the gym after the show is over, which huh. I now don't think will be happening unless I'm going to pass out from all of the crispy uh, cream. Princess Tort, chocolate penis molds, chocolate Bing cherries, and Downton Abbey tea. I don't although think I don't have time to actually use that. the chocolate mold. I don't <laughs> during the. I don't think I'm, I'm going to slip into the that. bathroom. We have another entry in our contest tonight from our party line. It looks like Buffy Peterson has left us a voicemail. Let's see what Buffy has to say. Hi boys, it's Buffy Hi, and Buff. the family. Wanted to wish you guys a very happy birthday. With having kids in J R O T C. They have a very special way to sing happy birthday. I would like to have them do it special for you. Ready, guys? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening to them? 
Are they taking live fire? <laughs> I think they might be. And that is the way ROTC sings happy birthday. Hope you guys have a great day. Love you. It's sort of That's like when really great. Frankenstein and the caveman sing Christmas songs. That was like, amazing. Wow, that was amazing. It so. sounded like they were in a cavern of some sort calling <laughs> for help. I loved it. Um, so uh, something else that we're doing tonight, we decided since it was our birthday week <laughs> and we did not want to come in and record sketches on Tuesday as we normally do, we are presenting our personal favorite sketches tonight on the Dinner Party Show. I was wondering. I was like, I couldn't even remember what this was. I was like, what's he talking about? <laughs> what's going to happen now? <laughs> tonight, Eric Shaw Quinn will perform Tura Tura Lura, the old Irish hymn. <laughs> Uh, so I, I picked. I mean, we could let them sort of speak for themselves, but but you picked. I think your favorite commercial that you've ever written here on the Dinner Party Show. Actually, I had I picked a second favorite. I picked a favorite, but it was something I wanted to save for Easter this year. So okay, so we'll we, play it at we Easter. We actually saved the. Uh, we're actually doing my favorite. Um, yeah, my favorite movie trailer that we that we did. And, uh, yeah, there's a fun story that goes along with it that I will tell after. You'll tell after, and maybe I'll tell. But I will say I picked my favorite uh, Jordan Ampersand sketch, and it was a sketch uh, in which Jordan meets a interesting and complicated young girl named Tiffany Flowers. Mm. And that is coming up for you right now on The Suit. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. This summer, critic-at-large Jordan Ampersand stood trial for attempting to bomb the L.A. Pride Parade. He claimed he was innocent, but for supporters of The Dinner Party Show, the verdict was disappointing. Ah, not guilty, not guilty, I'm not guilty, not a terrorist. But Jordan didn't get off with just a slap on the wrist. He's been sentenced to several months of community service for just being Jordan. We won't be allowing him back in our studio anytime soon, so he's filed this special report about the work he's been doing with an organization called Our Lord's Little Burdens. Whatever the hell that is. All right, roll tape. Hi, dinner party show people. I'm Jordan Ampersand, critic at large, and this is my special report. Kids! They're what we all try to look like after we turn 30. Or they're what gays who can't get anyone to sleep with them anymore adopt. My experience with children is limited to pretending to be one on Halloween. But when I was given the opportunity to pick the charity I was going to work with as I fulfilled my absolutely bullshit community service hours given that I never actually tried to bomb the LA Pride Parade to begin with, I chose Our Lord's Little Burdens. Because I thought it sounded like a Big Brother, Big Sister program, and I think I have a lot to teach a smaller version of me. Turns out I was sort of right. Well, here she is, Jordan Ampersand. This is Tiffany Flowers. And for the next 4 to 48 hours, she's your very own little burden. Hey, Tiffany. First order of business is, we'll need to change your name. You're small. Thanks, Tiffany. I mean, Donatella Coco Chanel. I'm on this new diet where I listen to other people talk about CrossFit all the time. It burns a lot of calories when you try to kill them to get them to shut the fuck up. You're like the small people in the movie with the girl who died of pills. I think you mean the Wizard of Oz, in which case you're calling me an Oompa Loompa, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. 
Actually, the Wizard of Oz has munchkins. The small people who fly. And flying monkeys. Um, I don't think I want to be one of those either, Donatella Adolf Hitler. You know, we don't usually change our little birdens' names. Whatever. What's your deal here, anyway? Where are her parents? Are they like dead crack whores? Oh, mercy, no. <laughs> Tiffany's parents are like all of our clients here at Our Lord's Little Burdens. They are good Christians who spend so much time on social media harassing gay people that they need someone to watch their kids. How Christian. Indeed. Why don't I leave you two to get to know each other better so I can get back to my Bible and my wine. <laughs> Ta-ta. Now, none of your tricks, Tiffany. These shadow people who make the trees move. Uh, Donatella and Taylor, you shouldn't tell stories unless you're trying to get a straight guy to sleep with you and you're way too young for that. The shadow people go through the silver door into the nothing place. Okay, so I think this is the part where you go play and I text. I want to swing, but the swings are all full. Well, rule one of having a fabulous, fearless life, Donatella Vera Wang, don't let other kids push you around. If other kids are hogging the swings, go throw them some shade and show them who's princess of the playground. just flew backwards out of his swing and sailed six feet through the air while there was a really weird sound that seemed to come from everywhere at once. Oh my god, he's so bad at swinging. I have a swing now. Get it, girl? Wait, why are your pigtails smoking? I'm not sure why all the kids ran away from Donatella Christian Dior, but it was kind of fun watching her swing by herself while I checked to see if any dads in the park were on Grindr. But after a while, I got bored, so I decided there were some other valuable lessons I could teach her about only doing the parts of growing up that will get you laid when you're older. Also, Christopher and Eric wanted me to interview people at bookstores who might be waiting for Christopher's new book, but oh my god, who cares about that? Whatever. Listen up, Donatella Eve St. Laurent. My name is Tiffany. Whatever. When you're older, there's going to be a lot of people who expect you to, like, read stuff and enjoy it. So I'm going to teach you what you need to know to make people think you're reading so those people will shut up and go not have dates. Hurry up, Donatella Alexander McQueen. Oh, my God, that guy on the ladder almost crushed me, Donatella Old Navy. Tiffany. You really need to start using a new hair product that doesn't smoke, Donatella United Colors of Benetton. <laughs> the bicyclist almost killed me. This is a really accident-prone area. My name is Tiffany. Fine, I'll call you whatever you want. Just walk faster and take out those yellow contact lenses. You look weird. Can I help you, kids? Yeah. Do you have any copies of that new book by Anne Rice called The Artist Formerly Known as Lestat? I believe you mean Prince Lestat. I'm sorry to inform you that that title is under a strict embargo until October 28th. Uh Uh-huh. Well, what about Christopher Rice's new book about Amanda Bynes? Do you have that one? I think you mean The Vines? And that's not available until October 21st. 
Fine. What about Eric Shaw Quinn's new book? I'll believe that one when I see it. For God's sake, it's called Ghost Story. I'm editing it now. Fuck off. Oh, well, Donatella Tiffany. Looks like our trip to the bookstore is a bust. Mother of God, it can't be that. That girl, what's wrong with that girl? <laughs> you do have Prince Lestat. Wow, clearly Mr. Bookstore Owner must have missed a warning about how if you packed all these books in a box together, they could start flying. I don't have to read books. I touch them and they go into my mind. That'll come in handy later. Okay, new life lesson, Tiffany. Since we have this store all to ourselves right now, we should be stealing stuff, but they don't have anything cool like wigs, roller skates, or porn. So we're gonna step off. And I think it's probably time for me to get you back to the office so we can see if your parents have stopped yelling at gays online long enough to actually be your parents again. If you don't come see me again, I'll make mine snakes come out of your toilet. Oh, my best friend Fitzpatrick is actually redesigning my toilet right now and I won't have it back until he tries to be sober again, but I appreciate the sentiments. All right, let's go, Tiffany. Despite her resistance to my renaming her, Tiffany is a special girl who makes people have very funny reactions that I don't really understand. But she's fun to have adventures with, and she's a perfect way to get rid of totally bullshit community service hours that I shouldn't have to do anyway because I'm awesome. I know I have a lot to teach her, and I know she has a lot to teach me as well. Like, how to make pigtails stand on end and shoot blue lightning bolts, and how to make large groups of people run screaming just by looking at them. I mean, I sort of know how to do the last thing, but usually I have to be talking. Yoo-hoo, I brought Tiffany back. What? Y'all haven't been gone but 20 minutes. Well, whatever, we're done. I'm bringing her back, okay? I see that, but that's not the agreement you signed. You've got another four hours with Tiffany at least. And if you want I me to... I didn't sign anything. You most certainly did, young man. Look, it's right here. Right here in black and white. I don't work in black and white. Whatever, she was hungry. Feed her. Her parents left $40 for the two of you to buy lunch. Are you saying you didn't buy her any lunch? Where's that money? What's the matter with you, young man? I swear to goodness. Nothing's the matter with me, Cruella. Cruella? Well, I never, I've never heard a dog in my life. What is the matter with In the magical kingdom of Tarsus, a happy porcine family makes their way to market. Come, my darlings, let us to market, for the day is bright and the cupboard is bare. But not all could make the journey, no matter how merry, as plague threatened the Plantar region. I'm staying home. There's talk of fungus coming down from the metatarsals, and I'm too weak to chance it after that recent blow I took at Sharp Corner. A sage decision, my brother. You keep the home fire burning, and we'll bring you back some of that mycotin spice that you favor. Aye. You're a good piggy, you are. And thank you for saying so, Brother Second Toe. But every family faces conflict, even when united in the most joyous of tasks. I'll have roast beef, I will. I'll have none of it. Meat is murder. It isn't. It is. It isn't. It is. My darling, so close in everything you two are. What tumult's this? I tell you it is. Murder it is. I hope somebody drops a hammer on you. <gasps> 
And in the midst of the conflict, tragedy. Wee, wee, wee. Where's everyone gone? Have they left without me? Did they leave me here at market? Son of a bitch, what kind of piggies are these? One little piggy left at market on his own to find his way. Wee, wee, wee. He cried all the way home. Will the little piggy find his way? Where can they be? They can't have gone more than a foot. Will the others miss him before it's too late? It is murder, I tell you it is. I'll shut it to both of you, or this is the last time I take you to market. Hey, where's little Shrimpy? Will the studios continue their illiterate journey through the entire fairy tale and Mother Goose canon because all the development executives quit reading as soon as they had to do it for themselves? This spring, take a magical voyage to Tarsus for the tragic, uplifting, and 3D story of five little piggies and their journey all the way home. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish. This is Buck Artery, TTPS News. This just then, Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, hosts of The Dinner Party Show, are even older than they were on last week's show. Congratulations to you both. Here's wishing you happy birthday, good night, and good dinner. Hello, this is Buzz Kilton. Bay Area Culture Reporter for the Dinner Party Show, calling to wish Christopher and Eric a happy Vulvar Awakening Day. May you never forget the entrance from which you came. Namaste, Sela, DeGeneres O'Donnell. Hey, y'all, it's uh, Tanya Lee Musgrave, travel consultant for the Dinner Party Show. Now, listen, y'all stay put on your birthday or you might not live to see the next one. I'm watching all kinds of stuff on TV about people getting attacked by Islamic states in Hillary Clinton's emails, all right? So it's best if you just don't leave the house right now. Now, happy birthday and take care and stay inside. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Who the hell were those assholes, huh? Who got attacked by an email of Hillary Clinton's, huh? You know, you got to watch out for those. You really it do. It was thrown by a lazy New York Times reporter <laughs> who didn't bother to actually do any research <laughs> on the stupid story. I know. They've like, they haven't retracted it, but apparently the public editor of the New York Times said the reporting here is very flawed. Right, because they didn't include the fact that the story was that there was no federal policy at all about high-level people and they're right. managing. It's about the fact that we're transitioning to email as becoming an actual big part of right. the way that we communicate, and we haven't really kept up with the technological advance at any level. I mean, Lindsey Graham and I think also John McCain, but certainly Lindsey Graham says he's never sent an email at all, ever, right? They wow. have They have no policy about any of it. And so they're going, but that's not as sexy as saying Hillary right. Clinton at the right. front of your story. So they said Hillary Clinton and it turned into this big thing. But like, 
There's no scandal, and, then and she's the not pe- keeping it. But then any- there were the pieces in the New York Times after her press conference where it was like, well, she really wasn't very nice to us, and she didn't answer all of our questions. There were the most peevish, pissy little editorials from quote-unquote reporters. Wait, the woman spoke at the UN, <laughs> and then she came out to the, apparently, the largest press conference that's ever convened at the UN following a speech. In history, <laughs> Haile Selassie, coming to plead for his country, didn't get more press coverage. <laughs> and uh, and Hillary, so Hillary Clinton goes out, and they don't ask her about women's rights, which was what she was addressing, the historic mm-hmm. 20th anniversary. They didn't right. ask her about anything to do with anything relating to the U.N. They asked about her fucking emails. Her they asked 147 email. questions yeah. about her emails, all of which she said, people can read them. I... <laughs> I didn't yeah. do anything wrong. I yeah. did exactly what the policy says. I think the the best part of the story mm-hmm. is that while she was Secretary of State, the the email system at the tra- at the st- Department of State was actually hacked by the Russians, and they <laughs> revealed emails, all of these sensitive emails and snarky right. things that people were emailing about other diplomats, and pissed all of our allies off because people were saying, oh, you know, he's two sandwiches short of a picnic right, or whatever right, they right. were saying yeah. in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know what she also didn't do is she didn't call our party line. How's that for a transition? Wow, huh? she didn't? I'm really she hurt. She didn't call our party line to wish us a happy birthday, but our good friend Jillian over at Read Love Blog did, and let's hear what she had to say. Oh. Hello, Eric and Christopher. It's Jillian here. Hi, Jillian. And in honor of your birthdays, I'm going to sing Christopher's favorite song oh, okay. by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. <clears throat> Just kidding. Oh, thank God. Hope you have wonderful birthdays <laughs> oh, and a wonderful God. year of heads. Bye-bye. We love you, Jillian. You're like Elizabeth Banks from Philadelphia because she does kind of look and talk like the actress Elizabeth Banks, only she's got black hair. I love Elizabeth Banks. We love her. We love her. We love her. But I was at a conference with her and many of the other authors from A Thousand and One Dark Nights. The conference was called Coastal Magic. We were at a hotel together in Daytona Beach, Florida. There was a karaoke bar. Alcohol was being served. I was not partaking, but those around me were. There was alcohol at the karaoke bar? At the bar. What were they thinking? At a hotel. What alcohol possibly? at a bar oh at a hotel and karaoke. So Jillian was all about the karaoke, and she grabbed Carrie Ann Ryan, who you may remember, was interviewed on our show. She was the January entry in 1001 Dark Nights. This January. Carrie Ann Ryan. And she said, Carrie Ann, you have to do karaoke with me. And Carrie Ann said, I will do it on three conditions. Three. That you pick a song that is short, <laughs> that I know the lyrics to it, and it's fun. It sounds like the beginning of a Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> it was. It was. And it ended in disaster. Because like Jillian picked Sarah by Fleetwood Mac. Uh-huh. Is that the song? Which is sad, long, and Carrie didn't know a single lyric to the song. Except for that Sarah. That was it. That was it. And by the end of it, you know, this is karaoke is not going well. When one of the players is shooting despairing looks at the DJ to see if the song is about to end. <laughs> You're just going to have to sing the song because you know the lyrics. But Carrie Ann no, didn't know the lyrics. No, that's about it. That's about yeah. all I know. So that, that uh, Jillian, thank you for not singing Sarah to me on our birthdays. Although it would have been nice to know the lyrics. Here at the dinner party show. Well, uh, part of the karaoke thing is the lyrics, I think, are, I, have ne- I have never done it. Back in my day when I was a child and I actually got a karaoke machine for Christmas, it was a giant box that sat on the floor next to you. But when you do it in clubs now, there's a screen with the lyrics scrolling by, right? So you you, should, you just look down <laughs> at the sorry, lyrics. <laughs> all of, I'm certainly from all of my trips to karaoke bars. That's been my experience. I will say at this moment, it's 
speaking of clever segues, we had one call at three o'clock this afternoon that was really long oh and incredibly God. funny, but we didn't get the chance. It won't be included. Maybe we'll do it on next birthday. Also, it was twelve birthday wishes for us. We we laughed hysterically. You didn't tell us who you were, so you couldn't have won anyway. So yeah, you have to tell us. You have you to were. tell us who you are, um, or we can, we don't know how to give you the the award. But just if if your if your goal was to make us happy on our birthday, we laughed out loud. So yeah, thank you. But it won't be on tonight's show. Sorry, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, babe. Sorry about that. Sorry Whoever about you are, that. and and I and I will say we had a difference of opinion about it. We had we had a lot of entries that came through without names, people who didn't identify. And that disqualified a lot of the people. However, um, if you just said something gross about my body, we did not allow your call to be admitted into the contest. Because you because needed to I, say something gross about both of both our bodies. Both of our bodies. You or, had to say both, both of our Because yeah, apparently yeah. Christopher felt I that can't. he had said that it had to be about both of us. Yes, it's our show. It's our show, our birthday wishes. And uh, even though, you know, there's been great confusion about whose birthday falls on which day this week. Eric's birthday starts tonight at midnight. It's the kickoff of my birthday month. Begins you will now. See the notices. birthday is over. My birthday is over. My birthday is over. My birthday is over. All right. Let's see what else we've got on the party line. Who did follow the rules? Who did identify themselves and subsequently ask something very inappropriate? Hey, Christopher and Eric. This is uh, Max Fisher calling from Minnesota and just wanted to wish you guys Max. a very happy belated and early birthday. I'd give you birthday spankings, but you're kind of far away, so I was curious um, what size and color spanks would you like? Ooh. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. Okay. Ouch, babe. Should we have a talk about what spanks are? Because I'm not sure I even know. Compression garments. Oh, God. That's great after they're, that. They're those, yeah. those T-shirt girdles that that woman, she was a billionaire now. Is she? Invented, yeah. Yeah, they're like under, they're not like the horrible old whalebone girdles or whatever of the, <laughs> that you used to wear, Christopher. Right, that I used to wear. <laughs> when I was about four, they used to slide me into one and they were like, this is what you're going to have to get used to later, right. so might as well adjust now. Before they bound your feet. Anyway, um, they uh, are for when you've had too much uh Princess tort and too many chocolate covered Bing cherries and too many donuts and yeah. you know so we we might actually need those later so we'll we'll get in touch with you directly about the size and shape it's going to be I think the bloated I yeah. think <laughs> the, extra bloat the bloated <laughs> sounds like a thriller novel that we would be promoting here on the dinner party show black bloat. and bloat the bloated uh, so let's let's just take a moment here okay a moment because birthdays are about getting older. They are. How are you feeling about getting older? Well, I feel that getting older is an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. No, how are you really feeling? We that's, know what you always say about. That's no, actually how I really I'm feel. Like you. I, like I always say, um, everyone that I hung around with after college in New York, with one or two exceptions, is dead. Mm -hmm. So. I got it. I got it really early on, and really clearly that getting to continue to be alive was actually a privilege and an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Like everybody gets to be twelve and cute, and it's great. Knock yourself out, enjoy it while it happens. But you're going to be old a lot longer than you're going to be young yeah. and cute. So brace yourself, babe. Right. Um, yeah, I I have a great time. I have a great life, and I enjoy it. And I enjoy the fact that I'm still around. So every year for my birthday is actually a big celebration. I don't make any secret of my age or anything else because 
I think it's the stupidest aspect of our culture that we act like somehow getting older is a personal failure. Now, you don't have to just give you, give it in. I got, I'm covered with, you know, wrinkle cream and I've spent, I've had a facelift and I dye my hair and, you know, I've done, I go to the gym and I watch what I eat and I take vitamins every, I, you know, I, it's about quality of life issues. I don't think you have to just give up. Yeah. But yeah. I think that it's about enjoying the process of being alive. We're here on, we're here to be alive and yeah. born to be alive. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I just, I, I, so I'm actually very happy. How about you, Christopher? How are you <laughs> feeling about your birthday? Well, I think the fact that I came into our birthday show dressed and ready to go to the gym immediately after the show should portray to you some of my anxiety about my birthday. And um, or my birthday, since yours is actually over. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's not forget that for five minutes. Um, the, you know, I don't know. I, I think that there is a part of me that has always not been really big on being young. I mean, like as you always called me grandpa from the minute you met me. Incidentally, that was also what people called you when you were younger. Yes. But I, I like, and when I was, I was at this little sort of Montessori-like school in San Francisco when I was a little child, and they would give an award to every student that was specific to each student. <laughs> and you, you would cane. No, I would uh, the biggest vocabulary and the smallest body, right? But, like, there was always a sense that, like, I wasn't, I was kind of crazy, but I wasn't that great at being a kid. Like, I wanted to be with the big kids. Uh -huh. I wanted to be with the older kids. And so I'm not really, I'm not really that anxious about getting older, but what I find challenging are letting go of a lot of the costumes and reflexive behaviors that you develop when you're younger, right? Like, be allowing myself to become an older man. As it, like, it was a hard thing for me when I was little to stop talking in a baby voice, you know, and I've even carried it to some degree into adulthood, you know, like when you're afraid or you have to ask for something that you don't really want to ask and you think somebody's going to say no, your voice kind of goes like this and uh, grown-ups are like, what the fuck are you doing? That You sound like an idiot. Somebody did it to me recently in an environment and I was like, oh my God, that's what that sounds like? Uh -huh. Let me never do that again. That's a really, that's, that, that so, will help you along your own journey. I know, and so it, that's, that's really, I think, what the source of my, uh, you know, uh, we talked last week with Heather Graham about aging passionately. I'm a little more concerned with aging gracefully. Like, because the thing that I think, you know, there, I thought it was horrible the way that Kim no Novak was spoken of after the Oscars, but, and not to justify sort of cyberbullying or trolling behavior. I, but I think there is a part of that response, or let's say that revulsion to plastic surgery, that comes from some people who see it as a just a furious denial of getting older, an unwillingness to age. Uh -huh. And and they, they sort of want, I don't know, the space to age. And they feel like if, if celebrities are constantly having to go to these extreme lengths, they will po point to the most extreme examples and say... And laugh at them like they're clowns because they feel like it's pressure on them to do the same thing. Although I think that it also probably happens the other way that people point to the folks from mm -hmm. the Sheboygan um, Walmart and, yeah. and and point and laugh at the way that they're dressed or behaving. What it, my favorite is the what if the stars were from Ohio? Yes, right. One of the best things that the internet has ever produced was a more realistic look at people. And I think that that pressure can be, can feel unreasonable, but. I think people participate in what they want to participate in. I yeah. I think it's like, I don't know, making fun of somebody for wearing some sort of religiously yeah. dictated garb or right. hairstyle or like or wig or hat mm -hmm. or sideburns or something. Like it this that's her religion. She's a part of the sort of Hollywood yeah. religion and that's what we do here. It it isn't everybody doesn't have to. It isn't a requirement. Right. And I think that's the part that I 
that I want to put my finger on is that you don't, it's not a requirement. You don't have to look like you're 22 years old for the rest of your life. I'm not even sure why you'd want to. Right. Obviously, you want to be the best version of whoever it is you are, mm-hmm. but I think that's true of whatever age you are. Right, right. Do you think it's different for gay men? Do you think it's different for well, us, or do you think that's just terminal been. uniqueness? I think that it has been. I think that we are coming up on a period that's going to be an interesting cultural transition for being gay, because as we move into a more mainstream kind of cultural aesthetic, the bar mentality, you know, I don't have to be the hottest one at the gay bar anymore. Like, being a successful, accomplished man in the real world can actually be my entree vu right. or the thing that makes me attractive as opposed to being the hottest one on the dance floor at the Roach Motel Bar in right. Second Class City where I've been, where, which is my only opportunity to meet. And there's nothing wrong with, like, that's a fine place, as good a place as any, but it's no longer the only place. Yeah. And so I think it has been. I mm-hmm. think we have been in a, a, a an aspect of our culture that has, has mired us to... Um, a youth-centered sort of, simply because in one of those dark, loud places, the only thing you've got is how somebody looks. You can't hear anything they're saying. It's not like conversation or intellect or accomplishment or talent or anything else can weigh in. It's just how they look. So it's all about how that sweater fits after Mm -hmm. spending their entire life when they could have been developing a career at the gym. Right. You know, which is, again... Knock yourself out, but yeah. but it's go- It's no longer the only option. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so glad. I told my mother she should listen tonight because it would be a light, frivolous celebration of our birthdays. <laughs> and I've just inspired an incredibly um, pensive, let's call it, maybe borderline melancholy discussion of aging. But we have an entry on our party line from Shane Chase. Which should cheer us up. Yes. Happy birthday, Chris and Eric. This is Shane Chase from Portland, Oregon calling on your birthday. I just wanted to send lots of love to you. Uh, and, okay, here goes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chris and Eric. Happy birthday to you. Love from Shane. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Shane. And we'll be back with more right here on The Dinner Party Show. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and on behalf of everyone here at The Dinner Party Show, I'd like to congratulate my co-host, Christopher Rice, on the publication of his first full-length erotic romance novel, The Surrender Gate. It's the latest installment in his brand new series, The Desire Exchange, which began with his novella, The Flame, last year. Both books are now on sale at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and if you buy them there, a portion of your sale supports the operation of this show. Congratulations, Christopher, and happy reading, everyone. Sounds like you might want to read this one alone.
You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Hi, this is Jonelle and Merle Sams. Merle? Merle! Where is that man? Anyways, we just want to say happy birthday to Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Hope you have a great celebration and another great year on The Dinner Party Show. Okay. Happy birthday. Where is that man? Happy birthday, poo-poo. Happy birthday, Chuang Fu. Happy birthday, anyone except for Christopher and Eric, because it's their birthday every year, and who cares and whatever. Happy birthday, other people who are having birthdays that aren't so old. I'm Jordan Ampersand, and I'm amazing. Happy birthday to me in 245 days. Yay! Shut the fuck up, you little shit ass. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And if you were looking for a reason, uh, <laughs> an example of not aging gracefully, there it is. I think we established he's 30 years old in one of our other sketches. I uh, think that we would have difficulty actually <laughs> finding that proof today. I'm sure it's all been burned. It's all been or scrubbed. Scrubbed all or been whatever. Scrubbed. Yes. All right, we have three entries left in our birthday contest. If you were right just then. joining us because you stumbled across our website looking for porn. <laughs> that had to do with dinner. Surprise! Uh, we will be giving away a prize pack of signed books from former guests and maybe future guests, uh, repeat guests, uh, here on the Dinner Party maybe Show. Maybe some the of the participants in the show. Most inappropriate voicemail. Let's see if Samiko Salson's going to give us some inappropriateness. Hi, this is Samiko Salson. I realize I'm not going to win any prizes oh. for this message, but I just wanted to say happy birthday, oh. Chris and Eric. And I hope that this year is the best one ever for the dinner party show. Okay. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Oh, well, that was sweet. We, you win our hearts, Samiko. Right? You win our, our aging she hearts. She and Shane are in competition for Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality, indeed. All right, let's see. I, I'm looking on our in our data bank, and this is simply labeled Nursing Home. Hey, Christopher and Eric. Just calling to wish y'all both a happy birthday. And I was wondering, do you think TDPS will be around long enough that the opening will change to something along the lines of live from our West Hollywood nursing home room? It's Christopher and Eric. Anyway, y'all have great birthdays. Bye. <laughs> well, that, if that doesn't round out our conversation on aging, nothing I'm will. I'm not sure that uh, that's going to be that long a wait. <laughs> we'll see. All right, all right. Closing, and this is our last entry. It better be good. Let's see. All right, then. Happy birthday, guys. I'm Erin. This day probably marks the first and last time that either of you were ever fully 100% comfortable being in a vagina. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my. I hope your mother's listening. I know mine is. But mine's preparing to release more uh, sadomasochistic erotica. Is yours? What's Jeannie up to these days besides having you out of her vagina? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she's slapping people around, but she's not making a big fuss about it. <laughs> Her S&M gets the dishes done. That's right, baby. Get in there. You'll be so sorry. I will make you my slave if you shine those shoes. Okay. Um, well, we're older. 
And at midnight tonight, I don't if know you're listening to this, just you, older. You you came out wise. You came out of the womb. And I've been losing oh, ground ever since. <laughs> You've been losing ground ever since. <laughs> I need to describe the spread. Uh, There's a box of Krispy Kreme donuts on the table. There is a half-eaten already green princess cake. I think I have pictures of all this stuff, which I'm going to put up on Instagram. And we'll have uh, Shea Butters put it on the Facebook page as well. And there's a box of Bing chocolate-covered cherries. Eric, we're never going to get out of here. And a box of uh, of chocolate-covered. Now, these are Harry. The show has no sponsors yet, but I will say that Harry and David supplied these candies by way of my lovely mother, who sent me like a buffet of glucose. Oh, my God. She sent me this box of cookies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to say, I was like, first I was touched, and I thought, is she trying to kill me? There is... The carrot cake whoopie pie. Oh, right. I got those, too. Oh, my God. It just is the most amazing collection of cookies. I've been trying to resist saving them for my actual birthday, but Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm I'm weakening. I'm not you sure if I'm going to make it. I think I may actually eat that carrot cake whoopie pie. Got them out today and examined what all of my choices were. Yeah, there was red velvet brownies. Yeah, it's and, oh my god, it was astonishing. So yeah, we did we did great. Yeah, we really did. We did do great. And you know, I'm glad you're still around, Derek Shaw Quinn. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm glad I'm still around. I'm too. really glad that you're here. And yeah, like that's that's what I mean. Like, and so another day. Yeah. Absolutely. Another day, the richest man in the world cannot buy one more minute. Yeah. Like, whatever. Mo- <laughs> Get out of here, you little shit ass. <laughs> swear to we'll God. We'll fire you and send you to work with Twan at his coffee house, you little butthead. <laughs> you know, Alec Mappa's comment on Jordan Ambersand, he's a big Jordan Ambersand fan, but he says that there's been a progression from when the show started, and now he's more along the lines of Gay Cartman. So I'm gonna next time I see Jordan, I'm going to call him Gay Cartman. I may even get him we'll a shirt. We'll see how that goes. Hey, Gay Cartman. Hey, he probably Cartman. won't know what that, that means. It's too old a reference. It's not old enough to know what that means. That's like it's old. Oh, whoa. What, how did he get a, did he get a mic? Is I he swear over to God. Yeah. Did you let him in the, the booth again, Brandon? Right. So anyway, you were saying that that you know it's all going to be fine and to shut up. No, I'm that, saying yeah. that you enjoy what's happening, like yeah. that, like that. It's the thing that I always say. My big, like, I'm presented with the choice every day: Would you like to enjoy the life that you're actually having or not? The choice I'd like to be presented with is: How could we change the universe to make you happier today? Right. That's really what I want, but mm-hmm. that's not ever been on offer. Mm-hmm. What's on offer is: Would I like to enjoy the day I'm going to have or not? And I can pick not, but it's my day I'm throwing away, and I can't buy another one. So mm-hmm. I didn't try not to pick that. Yeah, no, I yeah, it's it, but it's interesting. Like the the belief that external things are going to make me happy if I just manage them. And external things are great. Life, but, yeah, yeah, but, but, but like, right. but if you're but miserable people who get everything they want are just miserable people with everything they want. Like, yeah. it's not going to make them happy. If you're not already happy when you get the Rolls Royce, you're just going to be a miserable guy with a Rolls Royce. That's yeah. So you might as well enjoy yourself. Or it won't be enough. The first Rolls-Royce won't won't satisfy your Rolls-Royce craving. Because, and then, yeah. because it won't actually change how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not possible for it to change how you feel. The, the only thing that can change how you feel is you, and that's actually really great because that's free. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is the kind of shit that Eric says to me every day that saves my life and keeps me coming back to do more episodes of the Dinner Party Show. That, all of you love That and the, the handgun that I keep and I, in my purse. There, I also... 
<laughs> aside from apologizing for showing up in my gym clothes to our birthday celebration, I also have to apologize for the fact that there were no paper towels tonight in the studio. Because despite the fact that it was my birthday and we went to see that movie with that totally hot guy in it, Taron Egerton. God, that's such a good movie. It's such so a good movie. Funny. Kingsman and is fun. He's Go also not Kingsman. hard to look at. He's not hard to look at. He's God, a little young a for movie. you, but. Uh, yeah, a yeah. little youthful from my taste. I, I, it's actually more the uh, Colin Firth. Oh, yeah, you're all about thing. Colin I was Firth. Much I was with tweeting that. with a bunch of women who had just seen that movie, Kingsman, and about the hottie in it, and I realized four tweets in, they were talking about Colin Firth. Absolutely. I was talking about the 20-year-old, 20-year-old Who is, I certainly, 20 goes into 40 a hell of a lot more than 40 <laughs> goes into 20, like I always say. <laughs> I so, not complaining. Uh, but anyway, the point of the story, and really the point of this whole show, is that I forgot to bring the fucking paper towels that I bought last Friday and are in the trunk of my car. So if the show sounded less than it could have been it's probably because we didn't have paper towels tonight paper towel free it's the dinner party show and it's also our birthday so happy birthday Christopher Rice happy birthday Eric thank you all for your fond wishes fun and inappropriate and kind of often kind of sweet wishes it was was lovely it was lovely until then next week we will be back what the hell are we doing oh MJ Rose is going to be here here, she's going to be talking about her new book The Witch of Painted Sorrows can't wait and uh, we love having her on and we love coming on and we love where you need to go eat all this sugar. I mean, I'm starting to look at it and not pay attention right, to what I'm even right. saying on the air. It's time so, to party. Until then, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to The Dinner Party Show. Thanks!